Okay, um, I like to share with us on something that you know I've been um, passively doing, um, ruminating on, as I saw in in the scriptures, and it has to do with um, the word let, let, letting. I think I can just um, title this by saying enjoying more by letting by the mystery of letting letting when i looked into uh, the dictionary to see the meaning of this word let l-e-t let i looked at it and the meaning of the word is to allow to allow something to happen or someone to do something by not doing anything to stop the action another definition is by giving permission by giving permission this word is so powerful and i've seen it play out in some parts of scripture as a matter of fact from the beginning of creation because throughout creation from the first verse of uh, genesis when God was going to create this world that we see today, up until Genesis 1, 26, where God created man, the word let laid out. And I began to ask myself, let, who was God actually addressing in this way by saying let? You know, he could simply have said light and then light appears. But there was a prevailing circumstance, there was a prevailing situation that Genesis 1-1 told us that the earth was without form and it was void. Well, one person was present. And who was the person that was present? Verse 2 tells us that the Spirit of God, which is a dimension of himself, was moving upon the face of the waters. And then... With that activity of the Spirit, God spoke. I'm sure it's safe for me to assume that God was speaking to the Spirit dimension of Him to bring forth things that can be seen. Now, it reminds me of that word in John that says that the things that we see are not created by things that do appear. I believe this was what played out in creation. But what I'm trying to bring to forth this morning is the fact that God used for every aspect of creation that he did, he said, let. When he wanted the water to produce living creatures, he said, let the waters do this. When he was going to speak to the earth to bring forth animals, he said, let, 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 let. And this suggested to me that God was trying to communicate something to us that the spirit dimension must be commanded to let the physical manifest. I remember also in scriptures when God was going to commission Moses to, you know, bring about the deliverance of the children of Israel from slavery. He, it was the same word that he put in the mouth of Moses. And he told him, 
that you should go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. To let my people go, that they may do this and do that. The same word played out, let. And don't let's forget the meaning, allow, permit, let be, leave, allow. So God told the circumstance of the children of Israel to let his people go that they may serve and worship him. Another circumstance that I saw was also when Jesus was at the tomb of Lazarus. Even though the power, the resurrection and power declared him to come out from the grave. <laughs> Lazarus came out, but there was still a circumstance. Hallelujah. What was that circumstance? The Bible says, though he was alive, eh, he was still bound in the grave clothes until Jesus declared and said, lose him and the same word, let him go. That means it, it occurred to me that Sincerely speaking, believers can actually carry divine life, but they are not actually living. That story of Lazarus shows what I'm saying. We have been transformed from death to life. But some people are still not living. Why? Let. Let. So how does this let come in now? Lazarus was still bound in his grave clothes, even though he was there standing before everyone. He could not do what he would have wanted to do. He could not move. He could not do anything until Christ said, lose him and let him go. And that was when he began to exercise and live out the divine life that has brought him out of death. He began to live. So for us to enjoy more in, 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 in Christendom, we must have a way of letting. And I've seen several scriptures in the Bible that tells us of how and where we need to let. As we go on this morning, we'll be looking at some of them. But I want us to understand that when God told man in the beginning of creation, and say, let us make man. Then he said, let them have dominion. God transferred this ability into us. This letting. Let is either you are speaking to a circumstance to let something go, or we are speaking to ourselves to allow the life that has been embedded in us to find expression. I've heard it over and over again that when we got born again, it was not part of God's life that was deposited in us. It was the fullness. But in Christendom today, we find people manifesting at different levels. Why? Because it is the degree of their letting the spirit find expression that manifests in the things that we see. Their degree, our degree of letting. Reverend was teaching us about our will, submitting our will to God and all that. I want to believe that when God in creation told man to have dominion, he gave him that willpower. And I want to believe that it's around that willpower that this let finds expression. 
That means somewhere between the manifesting of what we want to see and the spirit realm that houses the infinite power. There is a gateway which is letting and that is where our will comes to play. For a believer, that will ought to have been totally submitted to God when we got born again. But by some reason, you know, at some levels, some people decide to let in some areas and decide not to let in other areas. Just like when it comes to the issue of healing now, people would pray and then in their hearts, they want to let the power of healing that is within them find expression on their mortal body. But sometimes people make these confessions for a long time and it looks like it's not materializing. Let's. We need to go back inwards and search the places where we are not letting. Where we are not letting. And I remember that the scripture also says that the children of this world, they seem to have uh, a, some kind of wisdom in their own way. And for me, I think I know that it is an inner thing. It is in all creation. It is in all human beings to have dominion. I realized that in the world today, we can see it playing out. The devil has manipulated, just like he suggested to Adam in, this, in the, in the um, garden. And by, by uh, deceiving him to use his willpower to go against God's will. The same thing is playing out in our world today. And it has been like that over the generations. We see that people actually are exercising their will, but all to their own satisfaction, to their fulfillment. Some to the satisfaction of the devil. They give full expression to it. So in their own way, they are letting. They are letting. So, but as believers, what are we expected to do? The fullness of God is within us. We are supposed to let it find expression. And the degree to which we let it find expression is the degree to which we will manifest physically what we desire to see as believers. You know, there was a time when my husband were discussing and we were like, wow, um, what the, um, the early Christians were doing, sometimes we feel like it's not um, as hot as it was in those days like it is now. I still believe it's in the mystery of letting. Some people allow their minds to come in between divine instructions. The interesting part of it is that the Holy Ghost that is resident within us is not going to override that will, but he wants us to surrender it, and that is the point at which we let. It is the point at which we, we let him do what he wants to do. It's only the devil that seeks to possess and then control and all those things. The Holy Spirit wants you to allow him to do what he wants to do through us. The devil has brought this concept into the mind of the people of the world that, okay, that idea of letting you know your will, let it just, is that's your liberty, just use it anyhow. And then we see all manner of things playing out. 
Sometimes I look at the computer and then the nitty gritty of those tiny things that I need. And I begin to wonder, I said, this is wisdom in display. And it's the same ability somebody will put into creating nuclear weapons to destroy the same earth that we have been told to have dominion over. God did not say we should destroy it. But somebody has chosen to let his own wisdom produce negativity. In the same vein, we want to let the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven. We are supposed to allow it, give it permission to find expression. It is there. How do I know that it's there? The scripture made me to understand this 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, that God has deposited enormous treasure in eighteen vessels. You and I, we are eighteen vessels, but there is a great treasure of heaven deposited in us, and it's all to the glory of our Father. But it will amaze us that it is the degree to which we let that the expression will show and then manifestation occurs. Let us go into the word of God and see some critical lessons that we are supposed to do. And then in the New Testament, by the law of first mention, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Let me quickly read that. It's the account of the beatitude when Jesus was teaching his disciples on the mountain. And verse 16, let me go first of all take it from um, verse 14. And it says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. This is God introducing us to us by virtue of what he has made us. He said we are light established. Then 15 says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Praise the Lord. For me, that is the concept of letting. And as it will be in verse 16 that follows, the word came again. Let your light so shine before men. And what did I say about it? God depositing, you know, treasure in earthen vessels. It is to his glory. And the continuation of it says that, that they may see your good deeds to what end? And glorify your father, which is in heaven. That is the word let again. That means light has the ability to shine. But if you decide to keep it in a bushel, you limit its ability by not, no, you limit its influence, not its ability. It is still shining. But you have limited its influence by keeping it under a bushel. But when you let, by putting it on a candlestick, what happens? The Bible says, it gives light to the whole house. Then that is where people begin to feel the impact of your light and my light. Why? Because we let it shine. We let it shine. See, God has done his part by depositing the light in us. He has put the Holy Ghost in us. 
but the degree to which we let is what we see manifest in our world and when i talk about our world it is the world both within and without that means what happened within us and that which happens around us i bet you say that sometimes i feel like you know the church has not allowed this letting enough and that is why it seems as if darkness is trying to take over but you cannot we know because the power of light will always outshine darkness when light comes darkness must definitely voluntarily depart and that was what god showed us in creation he said let there be light and darkness gave way to light i believe that as we begin to allow this uh, 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 concept this divine principle to ex to be exercised in every area of our lives i see god manifesting himself in his fullness in our lives in the mighty name of jesus I will also consider another scripture. Let's open our Bibles to Okay, let's open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. As I read 3:16. Okay, I read 15 and 16. Pardon me. He said and let the peace of God rule in your heart that is another critical letting especially in our world today let the peace of God rule in your hearts so the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful i love what sister anu taught us about being thankful yesterday it was very deep So let the peace. That means the peace is there because of course the Bible made us to know that God has garrisoned our hearts with peace and everything the prince of peace is reigning in us. But sometimes people tilt more towards worries. People tilt more towards things that they can see with their eyes, things they can perceive, they can feel with their bodies tending more towards the flesh than to the to, to the brand being inclined to the spirit so it seems as if peace in quote is far but when we let that peace of god rule our hearts something happens like jesus even in the midst of a storm we can sleep we can rest so and the verse 16 which is where i'm going this morning it says let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom we are very familiar with this scripture but we are focusing on that word let this morning because the word of god is powerful we know the efficacy of his word efficient captured that very powerfully how it is a double edged sword how it goes into the piercing asunder of spirit and uh, you know the thoughts and intents bone and marrow and everything that means it is limitless it cannot be stopped the word of god is powerful and is quick but this scripture is said suggesting to us that until we let that dimension of the power that is deposited in that word cannot find expression and it cannot find full manifestation who agree with me that many at times we come across a lot of words or people do a lot of confessions but deep down inside their hearts they are not letting that word 
they are not letting the power in that word find expression. Why? Because they have decided to focus on other things rather than the word. The Bible says, let the word dwell. The word, the very word of Christ. And what is the word of Christ? We know that already the Bible told us that this is the way God talks to us. I want God to talk to me, speak to me, Father, speak. Jesus Christ, God said he has spoken to us in these times through his son. And it's this same word that this scripture is talking about, that the word of Christ is admonishing us to let it dwell in our hearts. That means it's possible for us not to allow it to dwell. by forgetting what the words of Jesus has said concerning us, by focusing like Peter would do on the storms rather than the words of Jesus that formed the platform for his feet even on top of a mighty ocean. Let's, so we must deliberately and consciously allow, permit, live, unhinder, the truth is that now the devil doesn't have a say in this. Why? Because we know we are liberated, we are more than conquerors, we are overcomers. In fact, the devil in our world now, in our own world as believers, is insignificant. Even though we know he's just there doing his thing, roaming around, trying his best. We know that if we don't allow him, if we don't let him, he cannot find a space in and around us. He would always come with his suggestions. Now that brings me to the second part. When we talk about letting, the corollary also exists. Let not. There are many let nots in the Bible. Let not. As you are letting some things, there are some that we must not grant permission to. I'll cite some examples. Romans chapter 6 verse 12 says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Let not. That means sin will always try to want to reign. He would always try to seek that permission by bringing suggestions. This is what the devil does every now and then. That is why the believer is constantly on guard over his heart or over their minds to make sure that they don't let the suggestions of the devil to come in because it is when they let it, it is incubated, then it goes into sin. So let, as we have scriptures on let, we have scriptures on let not. Another thing that I, another scripture that is about let not is Romans chapter 14, verse 16, which says, Let not then your good be evil spoken of. There are some others like it, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, the B part of it says, Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. If the Bible is admonishing us to let not, not to give permission to, not to allow some things. It is because they have consequences. As believer as we are, if you allow these things, you will see the consequences. So we don't live our life by chance. 
What am I trying to say this morning? The Spirit of God has been deposited in us. We are the earthen vessels that God says he has invested the treasures, his treasures in. And we know that now it is the Holy Spirit who is the power of God that has been deposited in us. We want to manifest our sonship to the fullness. To the fullness and everything around us must feel the very life of Christ that is within us. And what is our responsibility with the authority that God has given to us from creation, dominion, and all that? It comes with the responsibility of letting. So let us allow the Holy Ghost to have his free course within us. Let, it, let us allow him to manifest the very life of Christ. And then we begin to see it manifest in the world around us. Don't let us be the reason. Don't let us stand in between. You know that um, our one of our favorite scriptures is that Psalm 32 verse 8. That says God is willing to lead us. He's willing to show us where we will go. He wants to teach us. But that place still tells us that we should not do some things. That is the part of not allowing ourselves. Whether to be like the horses that run ahead without control or the mule that will not even take a step, no matter the noise or the, the, the external, like as it were, motivation to move. But as it is, by the Spirit of God, by His grace, by His empowerment, by the responsibility that has been conferred on us as believers, who are faithful, who are diligent, we are going to let God's word we are going to let his spirit have his full course so that we will manifest our sonship and then affect the world that is around us. Sometimes you will agree with me that instructions will come, you know, it's at the mercy of our letting. Sometimes directions will come, you will say, ah, and that thing was telling you that I should speak to that person, but we stood in the middle. We did not let the Holy Ghost have it. Sometimes we may not have the full picture of how and the following steps and everything that we follow, but the obedience, that letting, letting the Spirit of God direct us, letting Him have His way, letting Him do what He wants to do, is where the glory of God is. And let me tell you, Jesus already made us to know is that it is when we allow that we have submitted our will to God and there is our God glorified. He said that I have done all that you've asked me to do. I have done your will that you might be glorified. I have glorified you by finishing what you have asked me to do. So uh, the summary of what I'm saying this morning is that we have a responsibility as believers. Though the power has been invested in us, the fullness is there. Of course, like Jesus, he walked this earth like Seemingly an ordinary person, but he manifested greatness. The same way God wants us to manifest greatness, but we must not be the reason by standing in the middle. We have established the fact that the devil does not have the power to influence. We are unstoppable. And of course, we are wise enough, spiritually intelligent, spiritually intelligent enough to know that we should not allow him to have any foothold or any way or any access. But we also must yield and let the word 
have a free course, let the spirit. That word is also the spirit of God. How do I mean? They are two in one. He said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So we cannot separate these two dimensions. So I pray that God's wisdom, God's grace will continue to give us the grace that at every point in our lives, we will let the Holy Ghost have his way. And we will let the divine life that is within us flow to the world around us. And thereby, we impact our world for the Lord. And then we live out the fullness of our sonship. Thank you very much for listening this morning. God bless us all as we go about our daily activities. I see God's grace enabling us to let the Holy Ghost have his way at every point. In Jesus' precious name, have a good day.